Welcome back to another episode of your SOS. Dad. Wait. Your favorite bitches is what I was going to say. And <laughs> CIS. And CIS, Los Angeles. SOS and CIS, Los Angeles. SOS, Elizabeth, Molly, Molly. You sound like my, uh, the Roz, the secretary on Monsters Inc. Uh, Mike was that. Mike. Mike Wazowski. Oh, you didn't fill out your paperwork. Uh, yeah, so anyway, you you, get, you guessed it. We are talking about capitalism. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, this is an episode about capitalism. Um, yes, and we are uh, we're talking about it uh, because it's 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 close to home and like how it's affecting um, our lives. country and our lives today. Uh, but before we get started, we've got a Patreon, guys. So if you're a true fan, a true SOSer, you're gonna go. On our website, sos-podcast.com, and go right to our Patreon link, and you're gonna sign up for three dollars. Sign up. Or what if we knew how to brainwash people, or, or like hypnotize people? You're gonna sign up for three dollars a month, or seven dollars a month, or, or eleven dollars a month. Eleven dollars. Obviously, 11. we're desperate because we're brand new. We're trying. We're trying <laughs> it. We're not. We're not desperate. You're right. 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 Whatever. If you don't. If you don't want to do, we're it, cool. Fine. We're cool. Fine. It's fine. Like, we don't need you. Please sign up. It's reverse psychology. <laughs> we don't need you. Uh, but shout out to our Patreon. Um, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about capitalism and all of its just great um, yeah. benefits and, and, and the, the chokehold it has on all of us. Yeah, just a gentle, loving chokehold. Yeah. yeah. A gentle, loving gun to our head, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and it's really interesting, like, our SOS moment, so to speak is all about these Republican states, a lot of red states that are freaking out over unemployment. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these states are freaking out too because um, they just can't seem to get people back to work. And you know what's ironic to me? I'm kind of just jumping right into it, yeah. but I was thinking about this. It, when we say a lot of red states, obviously it's a lot of like Southern states, Midwest, where a lot of the population are blue collar workers. Yes. And service industry. Service industry. And those people are the very people who are making more off of unemployment than from their like minimum wage below poverty line oftentimes yeah. jobs. Yeah. And so the irony that those states are implementing laws that are against those blue collar workers is proof that the um the politics of that state, the politicians are not actually representing the people, the majority of people who live there. Yeah. And that is the, that's the irony to me in all of a lot of what red states fight for when a lot of their population is low income, blue collar workers. And it's as we have, like, I mean, I don't say that with judgment. I was a server for 10 years. Like these are things that you are, you are told that this, the, this party fights for, for example, and yet everything they're doing is to keep you down. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, it's mostly Republicans in red states, but let's not like, there's also asshole Democrats too. Like uh, Joe Manchin, uh, who's a Democratic governor uh, or a senator, fuck, whatever. I don't give a fuck what he is. Mm -hmm. He sucks. And he also has been voting down for extra unemployment and healthcare benefits mm -hmm. and all this, all this bullshit. But like the states specifically that are like teaming up, like, so Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, Alabama, Missouri, Montana, North Dakota, South Carolina, Tennessee, Wyoming, and Utah. 
I like how you said Missouri, Missouri, like misery. Pretty accurate. I don't know how to talk, but yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They're all like, uh, they're announcing that they're going to start refusing the uh, $300 extra unemployment to their people. So like you said, it's literally a chokehold on their blue collar workers that are the salt, salt of the earth. Yes. And who make them who money. uphold the economy there. Exactly. I, I, sorry. I'm no, gonna, no, go I ahead. I really am like, this gets me going because I'm like, people who I hear so much on the argument at the other side is these people are lazy. They don't want to go back to work. They just right. want to sit at home and take unemployment. Yeah. However, I guarantee you that if going back to work would get them more money, they would be glad to do it they it's not it's not a thing of i don't want to work it's a thing of i need to survive and i need to do what makes me the most money which i think everyone can understand because of the way our countries run money is god so here we are with people who are making more money on unemployment which let me explain obviously you know we had to file for unemployment um and what happens is you tell them how much you were making i can say i was making 15 15 to 1700 per week at my job prove it give them the i can prove all of that and they say okay here's 450 a week with taxes taken out it's 400 a week that's what you get even though we know that you proved that you were living your living expenses are you were living on 1700 a week thank you you're approved here's 400 a week so i don't think people understand people who are not on unemployment i don't think they understand that unemployment is not covering the expenses you made before it's actually usually lower and so then if you're making more on unemployment than you were making at your job you are well below poverty line and and going back to work is not because you're lazy and you don't want to work it's because our system is not set up to pay people a living wage for the work they do exactly and i this is very personal because i'm i'm very this is this is me basically like i am i'm getting paid more than i did at, at a i was working at a very very busy popular restaurant um they closed down they let everybody go um, their mistake. Um, <laughs> and this is something where, and like, maybe if I was 10 years younger, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Maybe I'll just go back. Yeah. But yeah. like when you're at a certain age and you've dealt with the shit that you've dealt with in many, not just the restaurant that we had worked at, but like many restaurants where a lot of toxic shit goes down and they don't pay you on top of that where there's little to no job security there's little to no benefits little to no respect little to no respect no dignity in the job you are uh you're you're subject to be fired on the spot a lot in a lot of these restaurants you're completely replaceable completely replaceable and it's just so funny that all around the country there's all these um, restaurants and, and businesses and like retail too, they're just like, I just can't find anybody to work. I just can't find people to work. And it's just like, instead of taking that as a sign for like, well, people are lazy and they're staying at home and <laughs> well, we should stop unemployment. Yeah. You need to wake the F up and be like, oh, this is actually a sign that our entire system is flawed. And these people who are working these massively long hours, intensively physical, intensive physical labor jobs yeah. are not making enough money why don't you look at it that way instead of oh why can't we find people it's because you're not paying there there was like a fox news i put this on my story i don't know if you saw there's like a fox news uh, people were fucking talking about how you know people just can't find anybody to work and this one commentator was like wow it's just so crazy that we have to pay people to come to work (laughs) he was serious 
he was dead serious wow so we also need to pay people to come to work and i'm like i'm sorry and also what one thing that i don't think people obviously if you're on unemployment you understand this but i don't know who's listening <laughs> so um aside from the aliens they're yeah. tuned in um, our biggest fans <laughs> our biggest fans um if you're there is a max to unemployment so they ask you to prove what income you are making right and then but the max they'll give you at least for us here in california but it's the same mm -hmm. is 450 per week and if you take if you have taxes taken out as will eventually be taken out you're making 400 a week <laughs> 400 what? a week is the max so i'm i when when we filed last year when the pandemic hit i was making that and as well as a single mother of three yeah with an entire family to feed and support oh god she's making the same yeah and we can get into that too because women have been the number one fucking victim of this pandemic unemployment catastrophe they make up 100 percent of jobs you know women make up 100 percent of jobs lost 100 percent what it's not even like a th yeah that's a it's a fucking fact look it up 100 percent of jobs lost and because <gasps> and what that entails is women have been we're already not getting paid enough so not they're even, making not getting paid enough nor are we getting paid as much as our male counterparts exactly so they're like okay well i'm making a little bit with unemployment so i'm gonna stick there uh women who have families are staying home because if they have a partner who's working full-time they're working full-time now they don't need to pay for uh daycare anymore mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're home with their children so now it's this fucking catch 22 where you're forced back into the 1950s yeah exactly exactly so uh, women are fucked anyway and like women that are trying to get back into the workforce no matter what that job is it's 10 times harder because they took this setback and because a lot of employers look at that as a downfall um oh you were you know you're taking they look care at of it your as child. a downfall if you're a woman if a man right. had that time away and said well it was the pandemic i had to help my family that's not a downfall Yep. And it's just so good. There's um I'll shout out this uh articles from theweek.com about the all week. this bullshit theweek.com, yeah. Um and they put it so well. Like workers have gotten enough money through the pandemic rescue packages to reconsider their careers and are trying to get out of sectors with exploitive low-paying jobs yes. like retail and restaurant work. Um and there's no signs of worker shortages but rather uh like a lot like a dearth of good jobs. And that's the thing too. It's like this whole fucking industry, retail and service industry, restaurant jobs are like the number one like exploitive fucking Oh yeah. And like it's just funny like that's where we come from. Yep. And it's and it, that's those are the jobs that are the most exploitive oh and they're the ones that like are needing workers so much and it's like sorry they i mean what do you, you think you, if anybody honestly if there was a way think about it in common sense if there was a way for any human regardless of what they would prefer to do with their lives take that away from it if there was a way for any and all of us to go to work and make enough money to keep a roof over our heads and support ourselves and or our family that's all you need and you mm -hmm. take it from there and you figure out how to get into a career that you really love okay all people want to do is survive that's yeah. all people want to do and if you cannot do that and a country cannot provide that yeah. and then you look at how scandinavians live in norway sweden denmark finland how they are supporting their citizens in their well-being 
and in their livelihood and nobody having to fear for certain basic human needs yep. that if you were you know i love aliens you know i talk about them every 30 <laughs> seconds if the aliens are here as they are watching us and you want to know why they're not communicating with us ryan he doesn't think they're they're here but you want to know why they're not communicating with us it's because they're watching us and realizing how stupid we are because we haven't even figured out how to distribute the resources that our own planet has and why do we have a starving population yeah. when we have enough resources. Yeah, you want to want, want, want to hear a fun story, fun little yes. example of this? So we I have a I have a friend who owns his own company and has done pretty well throughout the years. They're very well off. And he was recently complaining that he just can't hire workers. Um and it's just so funny because we know his what how he deals his business and he hires basically what I feel like there's an actual word for this, but he basically hires through a uh an outside company. Like mm -hmm. basically day workers like for the most for the most part. Like he like monster, like through monster or some job site. It, it's basically to get around so he doesn't pay them benefits. Mm -hmm. This is how he's conducted his, you know. In, yeah. And, and if you think that he didn't take the PPP loan from Trump, you're <laughs> kidding yourself. He absolutely did. Oh, wow. So he they took the loan. He's very well off. Took the loan. Um, hires like temp workers or day work or whatever the fuck to get out for the day most workers part reminds me of like vampires like day walkers <laughs> yeah and then like gets out of pay to get out of paying them benefits and then right now is complaining about mm -hmm. not being able to hire anybody at all because oh the unemployment and all that shit and how dare the government assist you with not even that's the thing they're mad at unemployment sorry to cut you off no stop no i was done when you're mad at unemployment when unemployment itself isn't even giving people enough to live on. That's yeah. the irony of it. It's still below the poverty yeah. line. It's still the well bare below. fucking minimum well below to live. The, it's not even bare minimum. It's yeah. well below the poverty line. And like, hello, black and brown people are like the most fucked As from this whole thing. They're the most at risk and the most exploitive. And I have some fucking stats that like I found very interesting. African-Americans, Latinos will have much higher unemployment rates still have much higher unemployment rates. For instance, the unemployment rate for black workers was 9.7, that for Latino workers, 7.9%, while that for white workers, so only at 5.3. And that's still going on, and that will still go on forever. Mm -hmm. So, like, as much as we think uh, we are fucked ourselves, like, there's, you know... Yeah, like no. think of our fucking Latino and black brothers and sisters that are that will have a harder time getting back into the workforce. Yep. Um, when jobs start, and start opening like, up, people aren't even thinking about families to support. Like I'm, I'm in the context of like, oh wow, if that was me, I, yeah. I'm only supporting myself. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think about that too because I think I was talking about this with another family member of of that friend who owns his company, and it's like, well. What would he think about like me? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? If he was asking how I was doing, you know, and I got really like introspective thinking about it. Cause I was just like, for, I, I was like, ugh. I, at first I was like, oh, he probably thinks I'm this lazy, you know, American that's just reaping off the benefit, the, mm -hmm. you know, unemployment. First of all, unemployment is our money. We're getting our taxes We're back, idiots. <laughs> I'm just getting my own money back. Right. Fucking asshole. Anyway. I'm not saying this is what he thought, but this is just running through my head of like yeah. what he would think. And it's also just like, 
you know, there's a lot of people who aren't as, you know, fortunate as me where I can kind of figure out what I want to do and not have to resort to going back to an exploitive, toxic yep. job mm -hmm. that pays nothing where I was having panic attacks yeah. all the fucking time. And I'm not a monolith. There's many people in the service industry that have yep. the same exact experiences. Oh my God. When I still drive by where Alyssa and I used to work together, I get like PTSD, like a little bit of me just dies. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know. I think, well, what you said also about like, what would you're talking about? A loved one, a family member, yeah. a loved one think of you in that position. Yeah. A big problem when it comes to people like expanding their views on racism on literally anything is what they'll do is if they have a loved one who suffers from something or let's talk what you're just saying or racism, for example, um, like for your family member, he knows that you're going through this. He might really look at you and be like, wow, that's really messed up. I can't believe they're not helping you with this. And you become the exception to him. Right. You do not open mm. his mind into him being like, wow, this is actually proof that that things are Fucked, yeah. not the way I thought. He sees you as an exception and therefore doesn't look at the big picture anymore. It's like I have close family members um, who I I haven't dated a white man since like college. And so who generally wouldn't maybe be okay with interracial relationships. And when they have seen that with me, completely love the guy and 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 see it as no different from family and genuinely like wow this is an incredible person i love him i love that and and i'm like why is that and then i realize it's because because they love me they see me as an exception and they don't look at and they can't make that connection between the rest of the world you see an interracial couple that you don't know you're judging it and it's like a, a connect it's like a mental defect like why can you not look at someone you love and see oh maybe i've been thinking about this all wrong why do you look at it and think well Alyssa's is the exception because she she's a hard worker but she just can't make enough money right connect the fucking dots yeah absolutely and i um i kind of in this research for this episode i kind of got really uh i got really marxist good and we yeah we were saying it's just fucking inevitable get on, get on the train guys um but i really in, want angela davis on the podcast yes side note um oh my god <laughs> i would fucking die um but uh there's this thing that he talks about that rings so true to what's going on right now i mean a lot of things but there's this thing called the industrial reserve army and it's basically what capitalism it was born to create so the industrial reserve army happens when because capitalism you have a business owner and they hire a bunch of workers, a bunch of, uh, you know, blue collar, whatever kind of workers. And because of how investments go and how um, the build, the company will grow, they will, yeah, they'll hire more employees, but at the end of the day, they'll create all these jobs and they'll have to let a lot of them go because of how the company's evolving. So it creates a surplus of workers. It creates a surplus of these workers. Of unemployed um, workers? Exactly, of unemployed workers because they have to let them go. And it's called, he calls it an industrial reserve 
army. Mm. And basically, they're very important for classical capitalism. And the reason that business, businesses are constantly changing the way they operate and so always need a large supply of idle workers to fling into new projects at a moment's notice. And the Industrial Reserve Arm wow. Army also allows capitalists to better exploit the people they do employ because it exerts a competition exactly. that forces workers to submit to overwork and subject... Uh, and to subjugation under the dictates of capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like quotes from his book, Capital, uh, Karl wow. Marx. Get it. Get it. <laughs> but that makes so much fucking sense. Yeah, it does. And this is exactly what capitalism does. Um, oh my God, this reminds me of a TikTok that I saw the other day <laughs> of this guy in the government who worked like, I forget, he was like a spy, but he also dealt with like, he was like deep in the government, mm-hmm. and, but retired, so he could like talk about this. And his daughter was interviewing him, and she He's was probably like, "Not alive anymore." Oh, <laughs> she was. She asked him. He was like, uh, "She was like, how long do you think this country can sustain itself?" The way it is now, mm-hmm. like with capital, everything, how yeah, how we're just running systems in place. And he's he he had his whole entire life, and he was like high up. He had like crazy top secret clearance. Mm-hmm. This guy, and he was like ten years tops. <laughs> I even think uh, that's wow. It's like you look too generous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. He would know, not me. But I'm just like, wow. I was really like, oh, what do we got? Three years. <laughs> but it's like it makes so much sense Damn. to how it's going on right now with all the reserve army that's yep. happening here with the surplus of workers. Yep. That like that need to find jobs that aren't going to kill them. And it's like, but think about it on a base level. It's like, no, you got to work. You got to, you know, go bring back to the economy. Think about it, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. We are born, at least our generation, a lot of many generations in modern society are born to start work in their late teens and to work for fucking 40, 50 years all the time, nine to five, uh, five days a week. Their entire lives, 40 to 50 years, and then retire. So they have enough money to retire to live for, what, 10 years until they die? And these working 40 to 50 years in these jobs, that intensely creates health issues that make yes. it so that when you retire, you can't even enjoy your life. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you, exactly. Like my husband's job, a lot of the people in his line of work that, that do um, art department and they move things around on, on sets and stuff like that. By the time they retire, they have so many back issues yep. and shoulder issues yep. and all these things. By the time they can retire and enjoy the life that they were basically working to to, like, to enjoy to in the create. last literally the last 10 years of their life 15 exactly. years it's all hell anyway because it's just surgeries and pain and it's just like what what the fuck you can't and travel i'm sorry like i can't our generation is getting to a point where it's just like this is not for us anymore no the, we were not created we, we 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 grew up in a recession we grew up watching capitalism fail in so many ways and with this pandemic i feel like it's the last straw of knowing that like all of our debts from school from credit cards it's like what is it what is the value in this exactly. what what am i sacrificing of my life my dignity to to work like a it's, monkey yeah for nothing for nothing to come away hopefully with a good amount of retirement and then be you're not even and i i don't say this in an ageism way about like Aging is beautiful. However, we're, yeah. we're animals. We do have a physical prime. So you're missing your physical prime, which is when you could do a lot of the things people, we are all human beings. We have dreams. We have in-depth thoughts. We have 
goals. There are certain things that you need an able body to do. Obviously, even basic things like traveling, getting on a flight, that's really not that easy for all 70-year-olds. No. It's just, and some can, but here's the thing. Depending on what you spent the last 40 years doing, it's going to determine how easy it is for you. And that's not even, like, we get one life here. I actually think we have multiple lives, but here's, but yeah. we get for one. For the sake of argument. Yeah. <laughs> we get one life here, and, and you're telling me that the best and only way to do it is to work like a dog. Work like a dog and waste away and don't even... Our, our bodies and minds are like nimble and able and we're supposed to just like hunker down and grind, grind, grind so that when I'm 65, I can go to France. Yeah. And, and like, this is why we started this podcast. You know, we started mm -hmm. that on that, you know, we talked about that quote from Jim Carrey. Was it Jim oh Carrey? Oh my God, just, yeah, it was. It was his uh, dad. Yeah, of the dead. It's like, you know, you're, you're gonna lose your job doing what you hate. So you might as well just go out and work and do what you love yes. to do. Yes. And that's, and it's, we started this pre-pandemic, pre this whole fucking like Marxist awakening that a lot of our generation and the younger generation's having right now, yeah. thank God. And it's like, it's just so interesting how full circle this is now and how true that quote is mm -hmm. because we started this knowing that we wanted to start doing what we loved you know fuck the service industry fuck these jobs that treat us like shit we go home at the end of the day we spent all our 20s you know we gave our 20s to this job and and, and this is fucking all love to the people that are in their 30s 40s still working these jobs you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i there's i have so much respect for these people and it's like a fuck you if you're going out and you're not tipping servers uh, in general yeah. you're a special breed of evil <laughs> and 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 b fuck the argument that goes towards our generation of like oh and you just spend your money on avocado toast yes i'm gonna spend my money on avocado toast because buying a house in this market not happening but Bu mm -hmm. buying you know investing in our Roth IRAs, our regular IRAs, our cryptocurrency. Yes, it's just it's so much to do, and it's so um, hard to figure out where to it's start. Like swimming upstream, exactly. With all the student loans we're saddled with, yes, it, it, it's so impossible. We're, we we were set up to fail from the beginning. So if you're wondering why our generation keeps talking about crypto, investing in that shit, and trying to figure and only fans like there's not it's trying not, to figure out a different way to survive because we know this ain't it. Yeah, there's, there's no it's not a fucking secret why only fans got as big as, as it is right now and 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 TikTok and like where people are creating and getting spot it's just like no fucking shit because people are trying to figure out how to get out of these asshole jobs that don't pay you benefits that are not going to give you health care or not enough mm -hmm. that uh aren't that don't look out for you because everything's a competition and you're uh, you're replaceable at the end of the day and people are realizing oh a lot of these jobs that we just assumed had to be done in the office at a nine to five in a cubicle can be done from home or remotely and that's messing with people because it's like oh you said this was required i mean we thought but i but i was told no the work you're doing can be done remotely yes you can have more time with your friends with your family at your house you still working you can do as much probably better quality work because europe has it figured out guys i don't know if you've heard of europe bro but it's a place where they take better care of their humans wait 
Can Maybe we not. talk about that? So Nordic labor system entices people into jobs with good paying benefits and direct help for those who are still struggling. Not only does this mean that Nordic workers have far more equal pay and incomprehensible amounts of leisure time. If Americans get ready for this, mm-hmm. if Americans worked as much as Danes, we would have about 10 more weeks of vacation. The system actually works better at keeping people in the labor force. Yeah. The share of Americans aged, um, between 25 and 64, either employed or looking for work in 2019 was 78%. That number was five points higher in Denmark, five uh, and five points higher in Finland and Norway, and 10 points higher in Sweden. Sweden is the jam. I'm telling you. But we're the we're the greatest country on earth? Uh-huh, we're the greatest. What are you fucking they got talking their, about? They have maternity leave. They have paternity leave. They have required time off required because the companies understand that to get the best work out of their employees, they need to have a well-balanced life. They need to have a little time off to produce the best work when they come back. And they do. And we just, we just keep grinding, grind, hustle, grind, hustle, grind, fry ourselves to the ground. Yeah. And And then they're more, more educated. Yeah. Yeah. And their education is free and And it's just as good. And women have a lot more autonomy there because they're paid equally. They have a lot more, they have education. They have, so they, they don't need to marry at fucking 20 anymore like most women in america do and therefore and that's why statistically they are happier the happier index is the, higher there denmark because, has the happiest but i don't know how they measure this but it is what it is it is the happiest population in the world I, I, and, and after them is like sweden and yeah. it's all scandinavia i lived there when i was 11 i should have just stayed where 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 in norway and then we went, we, we saw Finland, Sweden and Denmark, but it was, but we were in Norway and it was just like, yeah, I mean, the way, the way that you, it's not that difficult. Like it's difficult now that we've created a, a really fucked up corrupt system, but conceptually the way to take care of your people as a country, it's not that hard. And not only that, we have a blueprint. We can just look at Denmark. We can look at Sweden and be like, oh, this isn't a shot in the dark. I wonder if this will work. It's working. Don't worry about it. We can just copy them. It's like, we're, yeah. we're idiots. Capitalism is a means to an end. Mm-hmm. It was hot in the 80s and 90s. And, yeah. and, and it's not anymore because it's just not sustainable. It, because of the Industrial Reserve Army that's now created. It's, it, it, it's a surplus of workers that have, they don't, that can't find and will never find jobs that will pay them and give them the respect, mm-hmm. the, uh, let's not even talk about maternity and paternity care in this fucking country that no. also and daycare costs it's like it's no. fucking it's it's so mind-blowing how, how wait lists for daycare for like a year and a half wait lists I, I visited denmark for a couple weeks um when i was in college and we stayed with my friends uh she had family there and they were they were teachers first mm-hmm. of all and like i love teachers i know my mom and dad and and they were so they knew more about american politics than we did oh yeah they had us visit because one of them was a drama teacher and me and my friend were both actors so they had us visit their did a whole tour of their high school they were high school teachers and we visited like the theater class and the mm-hmm. kid they were like fat and they all spoke english because they're fucking so smart um and they were just asking the most intelligent questions about acting in in america yeah. in their politics Obama was just elected for the um, oh my god and it was just like it, it was amazing and like you can tell everyone was so much happier there and like oh and the, how they dealt with climate change too and sustainability yes. was far in a way better than how we deal with it you know now. Paris has all around the city like you know water fill stations right 
only Paris. They offer still or sparkling. Yeah. In a, a water fill station, fill your water bottle up. You want Perrier? <laughs> You're in Paris, bitch. Fuck yeah. Get it. I can't, it's just it's just so fucking sad how much we were set up to fail and how it ends to an end. And no. Um you know, in that book I recommended during our um, death penalty episode, City of Inmates, where they talk about the incarceration system in Los Angeles, um, it starts in the 1700s, and it says, I wish I remember the phrasing, um, but it was talking about when, you know, when Europeans were trying to advertise America as this new land and try to get people to move over here and buy land and, or just get land, not even buy, they were gifting mm-hmm. it because they murdered indigenous populations. And they were literally in the advertisements for trying to get people over to the, what is now the U.S. They were calling it, it this isn't the exact wording, but it was, it was, it used Anglo-Saxon, it was, it was like an Anglo-Saxon paradise, basically just like a white paradise. They worded it that way. And they were enticing people by saying, don't worry, we've cleared out anyone that was there before this is a white topia this is a white paradise bring your families that's how they were advertising it thick tight 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 <sighs> well yeah um so anyway. yes shout out the week um uh, we have some articles that like really helped us uh with the research of this episode so we'll link them in our show notes um shout out to black lives matter yes um yeah and follow us on ig and twitter at the sos pod are we on patreon molly oh oh um yes we are patreon (laughs) patreon three dollars a month seven dollars a month eleven dollars a month just help us out you love us we love you we love steve ginn and nigel Nigel brooks Brooks. our our real ones we love them uh yeah we love you guys we uh yes subscribe to us on apple podcast spotify wherever you find your podcast we are there rate us review us it helps us in the algorithm youtube subscribe yeah it does and patreon like jump on that because we're in the works uh planning some merch drops and you're gonna want it and if you're on our patreon you're gonna have to spend less money on and exactly and if you've seen miss molly cottrell's merch for her music for fly um, and the ripening, you're, you're going <laughs> to like Nigel, I love you so much. You're going to love, yes. Oh my God. She's the best. Um, you're going to love the merch that, uh, we have yeah. in store for you. Please support us. We love you. Um, I'm Molly Cottrell. And I'm Alyssa Rosano. And here's the turning meltdown into magic. 